Hey, my name's David. My name's Tyler. We're the Shapiros, and this is Double Overtime. We are back. David here, of course, with Tyler. How's it going, Ty? Yo, yo, yo. Hey, so I want to give a quick shout out before we start to a couple people. First of all, Nolan Ebel. Great show last time. Uh, thank you for coming on out. Everyone loved it. Got a ton of views. Um, and he kept it real. Um, you know, kind of showed everyone what Division Three basketball is all about and uh, showed everybody what he's all about. And he's a really good dude. Much, re- much respect, Nolan. Uh, have a great season. And I'm sure we'll have you back on the show. Yeah, absolutely. want to give another quick shout out to uh, Tavian Johnson, Avery Pearl for making the intro you just heard. Again, it's pretty sick. Double overtime. And they killed it. So let's get into it right away. The NBA playoffs are in full swing. We've had a couple games played now for East Series. Uh, let's start in the East. Let's start with the one seed, and that's Toronto. They've looked good, Ty. Yeah, they looked very good. And I can tell you Kyle Lowry and, and DeRozan has, have looked like the stars that they needed to be for them to compete for a championship. Both of them have played very well. Um, I know I know DeRozan, what, had like 37 last you know last night. I mean, he, he's killing it. Yeah. Um, they look good, man. You know, we've, you know, I gotta admit, David, you and I have bashed them, you know, earlier to start, you know, going into the playoffs. They look like the one seed. Um, they look like a dangerous team. And obviously with, you know, Cleveland losing the first game, you know, they're, they're vulnerable. Um, you know, Miami and Philly look like it's going to be a six, seven game series. You know, listen, you know, Toronto was the one seed for the reason. They got two stars, you know, with DeRozan and Lowry and, uh, you know, they're doing, they're handling their business. And, uh, Hopefully they can continue and, um, you know, kind of compete for that championship. Yeah, for sure. And DeRozan's really taking a step up this year. Uh, you know, he proved in the regular season and he's showing it now in the playoffs. Um, Lowry's been struggling shooting the ball a little bit, but he's produced, you know, every, in every other way. Uh, last night he was plus 27, 13 points, 12 assists, 7 rebounds. Um, you know, he does he does pretty much everything for the team. And DeRozan is, he's I think he's kind of on that outside tier of superstars in this league. Um, no, that's so false. That's so false, David. De- De- DeRozan is a superstar. Yeah, but He's when I but when I when I say superstar, like I'm talking about the LeBrons, the KDs, the Anthony Davises. Like I think he's like the first player outside that tier. I mean, I think I think DeRozan. I mean, obviously LeBron is on its own level, but DeRozan is a superstar, right? Like the reason the reason why they always failed in the playoffs was because. Him or and or Lowry struggled, which they can't have, right? Like DeRozan is a superstar. He's probably a top. What would you say, eight player in the league? Maybe. Uh, he's good, dude. No, no, no. Don't get me wrong. He's good. He can do a lot of different things than you know most superstars. Um, I just top eight's tough. Top eight's tough. I don't know, man. DeRozan. DeRozan's a beast. And again, the knock on the knock on the Raptors was. Him and or Lowry, and it was usually Lowry, right? DeRozan In the playoffs, yeah, history. Lowry has struggled. Yeah, Lowry, yeah. Lowry, Lowry has struggled over the last few years. And the thing is, is like you know how this works in this league, David. You need at least 
besides LeBron, and I'm gonna, LeBron's again obviously on his own boat, you need at least two superstars to compete for a championship. In today's right? age, yeah. In, to, in today's age, right? Like, look at the teams that have won. Again, Cleveland, LeBron is, again, I think on a different level, but when he won with the Heat, they had three superstars. Yeah. Golden State has two, three, four, you can argue four superstars. Like, they have four the all-stars Raptors, for sure. Four yeah. all-stars for sure. Like, the Raptors have DeRozan, a superstar. Lowry, or, uh, I'm sorry, yeah, DeRozan's a superstar. Lowry is a star, but he always faded in the playoffs. That's why they never made it past the first round, right? So Yeah, no, for sure. And I mean, it, I'm just, I just, I'm just disagreed with the fact that you say he's not a superstar. But I mean, I get what you're saying. But the guy's a beast. He, yeah. Right? I mean, I guess it's whatever you want to consider a superstar. I, I just think he's on the outside tier of like the best in the league. He's, I mean, he's, a, he's a star. Like he's, he's a beast. I mean, I think his mid range game is probably the best in the NBA. Yeah, he's. I mean, the reason why he's, you know, you kind of mentioned it in the opening, right? Like, DeRozan is. The ability to shoot threes now, like that, he put that in his arsenal this year. Yeah. Right? Well, the, the Raptors in general this year in have general, become right? so they much better at that. Houston Rockets, yeah, they kind of had that Houston Rockets type offense where they're just chucking threes. Like, yeah, you know, that helped him. And, you know, that that's why they might be dangerous here because they can actually shoot the three ball now. They have a lot right. of people that can space the floor. Um, it should be interesting for sure. I'm I'm impressed with them. I mean, I came into this saying that I think. Um, the Wizards are one of the few teams that can challenge the Cavs, and I mean, the Raptors have have kind of had their number so far. Um, obviously, at home you expect to win those, um, but I, I don't know. I'm impressed, and we'll we'll see where it goes from there. Um, so I want to stick with the East, though. We'll move on to uh, to the next one. How about Eric Bledsoe saying about Terry Rozier? They asked him about you know his performance and. Um, what what are they going to do to combat Terry Rozier? And quote unquote, Eric Bledsoe said, "I don't even know who the fuck that is." <laughs> Dude, I loved uh, I loved Charles Barkley's response to that. He's like, "Terry Rozier is the guy who's fucking you up in this series." And dude, it's like, yeah. I, I mean, it, it was kind of a, it was kind of funny. It was kind of comical, you know, what, what Bledsoe said. But dude, Bledsoe's not even playing in the series. Like, he doesn't even play. He's getting destroyed. He's getting destroyed. Yeah, he's yeah. getting destroyed by Terry Rozier. You should probably know who he is. Yeah, you should probably know who he is. If not, like you better research the, the stats that that guy's putting up against you and on the defensive end. Like, yeah, I think um like, I think that they're mad at him because after the first game, um he called him Drew Bledsoe, the former quarterback for the the Patriots. <laughs> but yeah. I mean Terry Rozier in in two games he's had twenty three points in each game, so forty six points total and zero turnovers. Ty as a starting point guard. Yeah. I, hey, listen, you gotta you know the Celtics obviously were. You know, coming in, you know, unhealthy with Kyrie out. Um, but those guys are stepping up, man. And listen, I, you know, I love what Rozier said after the fact, you know, after, you know, the, the media asked him about those comments. Bledsoe said, listen, move on, handle your business. You guys are up 2 0. You guys are obviously playing very well. Don't get into any of that bullshit, right? Like, continue to play. Yeah. Um, and he's playing well. He, obviously, he, he hit that, you know, what we thought was the game winner. Yeah. And, I mean, he, and, he, and that was on Bledsoe, by the way, and he made Bledsoe look <laughs> stupid. <laughs> Did you see Bledsoe's back up, man? He like he got, was he he, Bledsoe up. was like seven feet away by the time Rozier yeah, pulled up to shoot that ball. Bledsoe has nothing to say. The guys, the guys are bombing this series. You know, and I thought when they when they actually picked him up on uh, in the uh, trade, I, I thought that was a great pickup. Eric Bledsoe is, is a is a very good player. He's just not playing. I, I, he's like mentally not there. Yeah. Um, and, and listen, Terry Rozier uh, out of Louisville, right? He's a Louisville product, isn't he? He is. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's a good player, man. The the Celtics 
draft very well, and they got a lot of young talent. Yeah, they do. Um, listen, I'm here on record to say that Jalen Brown is a is going to be a superstar. That guy can play, right? That guy's a beast. Him and Tatum. Him and Tatum. Yeah, both of them. But I'm saying, like, Jalen Brown is like he's going to be a two way star. I can kind of see him if he can develop his game, you know, offensively. I can kind of see him being like a Kawhi, to be honest. Yes, he has he has those intangibles to be that type of player, like a Jimmy Butler type player who can guard and score. At right, any point and in, no in one game. no one thought Jimmy was going to be Jimmy right now when he came into the absolutely. league. Absolutely, absolutely, I I agree. It's just the the thing is, is like we talked about it. To win championships in this league, you need superstars. The Celtics had that with Kyrie and Gordon Hayward. Now they're both injured. I think it's going to run out. You know, eventually. Obviously, I think next series will be the time the Celtics get bounced. But yeah, they're playing very well, and they you know they have obviously a great coach. You they know, have the coach I, of I the think, year. Yeah, yeah, coach of the year. He's a, he's a, by far. I think the job he's doing this year is the best job he's done since. So he's lost two stars, superstars. Excuse me, and he's still going into the playoffs and just dominating right now so yeah. you know all kudos to them and, and yeah, so they're, they're fun to watch so i mean like where do you go as a milwaukee bucks fan and even as a coach like i mean Giannis is 13 to 17 shooting in game two 30 points nine rebounds eight assists chris middleton 10 to 14 25 points john henson six to seven 12 points i mean you have guys that are producing brogdon five of seven Muhammad they off the bench, guard. four of eight. They can't guard. That's yeah. the problem. You know? yeah, no, no doubt. And with you know, a team like defense. this, I mean, you have Snell, who's not in there to score the ball. He's in there to play defense. Bledsoe is a physical guard. He's just, like we said, he's gotten dominated. I mean, it's, I just, I don't know. I didn't expect this series. I, I expected Boston to win this series, but I didn't expect it to be looking like it is right now, I guess. The first game is how I thought more of this, how the series was going to go. Yeah, I, I understand, right? It's it's two zero. Boston handled their business, obviously, on the home floor. Now they're going back to Milwaukee. Um, this series is far from over, but yeah, the problem is, David. We know this. Like in the playoffs, you need to play defense. It's that's how you win these tight tight games, right? Like these stars are going to get their points, right? Like LeBron's going to get his twenty five to thirty a game, and Giannis is going to. You know what I mean? Like they're going to get those points. That's yeah. not the issue. It's, it's coming down to those final possessions, those key possessions in the game, and getting stops. Like Eric Bledsoe is is, a, is doing awful. Like he trashed the defender. That's why he's not playing. Yeah. Right. Like that's what it's about. I mean, we know we know how it works in the NBA. And teams get, you know, teams make adjustments. Right. You know, they they get a couple of days off. They go back to Milwaukee. You know, who knows if they win Game Three? You know, they're right back in the series. You know, the series is far from over. But it's all about defense. Yeah. Um, how about the Sixers? Do they need Joel Embiid to, I don't even know, do, do they need him to beat the Heat? Listen, Joel Embiid is a monster. We we know that, right? Like, yes, they need they need that. Like, people have been talking about this series going six or seven, right? Yeah. They need Embiid to play. I mean, Embiid is a matchup nightmare, right? Right now, like, right now, obviously, he's out, and it's obviously much easier for the Heat to guard the Sixers than if he was playing. Right. He needs to play. Like I think the Sixers need to let him go and play. I yeah, I mean, worried about his injuries. I mean, you know, you saw his comments. Obviously, he's tired of being babied, and you know, in the regular season, it's one thing. But now, like, he's cleared to play, and they they listed him as doubtful for Game Three. Um, you know, I would love to see him play. You know, the first game on the road for them too. I think that would be a big one to win. You don't want to go down two one in the series and then play on the road again. Um, 
especially when you have a guy like Dwayne Wade on the other side who looked like young Dwayne Wade. Turn back the clocks, baby. That's what, man, going off segment here, I'm just telling you to our fans, if the Bulls had Dwayne Wade, Jimmy Butler, Ray John Rondo, which you know we're going to talk about a little later, Nico and Big Robin, the Bulls would be able to compete in the East this year because the East is weak. And that's, we can go back to another day, but I'm telling you, D. Wade, say what you want about the man. Say that we, we, you know, he's making a lot of money, but this is why you have Dwayne Wade on your team because the guy knows how to win in the playoffs. Yeah. You saw what he did. He's just I mean, so savvy, dude. Dude, it's that turnaround jumper, that pump fake. That pump fake, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's, a, yeah he's, a savvy, he's a savvy veteran that is a Hall of Famer. I mean, he's no doubt. He's a, he's a top five shooting guard of all time. time. Yeah, absolutely. Like, But, yeah, I mean, to, to answer the, the question, Joel Embiid <clears throat> needs to play. The Sixers need to let him play. Trust the process. This is their time, man. They, they're in the playoffs yeah. for the first time in a very long time since, what, the Allen Iverson days. Like, yeah, it's been a while. Let let the man play, man. This is a year the East is weak. Like they can make a run for this. Like let the man play and let them let him get his feet wet so they can start winning some ball games in the playoffs. Yeah, have you been impressed with Ben Simmons? Because I have. Yeah, I mean Ben Simmons is a again. He's a he's the rookie of the year, man. Like I would even put him as an MVP candidate. He's not going to win it, obviously, but yeah, the guy's a beast, dude. Like he's exactly what they thought they were getting from LSU. Yeah, I mean yeah, he's he been better all. than I thought he would be this year. Um, I mean, he's looked great in his two playoff games. I know in his first game he was a rebound short of a triple-double. Uh, last game, I think he was a rebound and two assists short of a triple-double. Um, he's, he's doing it all. He plays good defense. You know, I just can't wait for him to get that shot down. But what about – um, Dude, if he gets a shot, oh, my gosh, this guy will be unstoppable. Unguardable. Yeah. Unstoppable. You can't guard him. Him and Embiid together, once Simmons gets a shot, is going to be gross. Dude, that pick and pop, oh, and the pick and roll, like, this is nasty. Dude. Yeah. Like, what about um Goran Dragic laying the ball up with like six seconds left and you know the shot clock well expired? Is what do you expect out of that? Yeah, I don't know, man. It should be uh, it should be interesting. I think this series is going to go six. I think Philly's still going to win. Um, but listen, like the Heat, the Heat has some young talent. They obviously have Wade, who's a veteran who can score really anytime he wants, especially in the playoffs, right? Like. It should be a good series, man. I, I think this is uh, this is a good test for Philly. Put Embiid in, let him play, and uh, yeah, I think uh, I, like I said, I think Philly moves on, and uh, you know they compete for you know for the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, I, I do agree. Um, so we're watching the Cavs and Pacers right now. Uh, the last Eastern Conference series we're going to talk about. What do you think about them not having played since Sunday? And you know we're here Wednesday night now. That's I, I don't like it, dude. I don't. Yeah, I don't like it either. I think I think with the playoffs, right? Like, and this is something that I think the NHL, you know, I think does great, right? Like, they're playing every other night. Right. right? It's and, consistent. And we know how it is. It's consistent, right? And, like, this is the nutrition of the playoffs. Like, the the, the back, you know, the every other night, you know, competing. You know, you, everyone's tired, and this kind of foreshadows, like, how you're going to do throughout the playoffs. Yeah, I you know, I just, like, you play the regular season, like, you have these back-to-backs, you have you know, three games in four days. Like, why Why all of a sudden now when it's playoffs do people need to sit three days in a row before playing another game? That makes no sense to me. I mean, I get the NBA's, I get the NBA's obviously, uh, you know, side of this, right? Like, they want them probably fresh, like, 
you know, obviously they want the ratings, the best but, product. I get it, but yeah, but it's not. Product, but right? but why is the playoffs different than the regular season? You know, like it should be consistent. I, the one day off is what it should be exactly like hockey every other day. Yeah, I agree. And no, maybe I, maybe I just, an extra day when they're traveling. I I agree with you completely, hundred um, percent. I think that this proves which are the best teams. Like everyone's tired, but if you're getting three days off or whatever, two days off. Right. I don't think that's a testament to who's the best team. Yeah, it's not. I agree because, you know, everyone's rested. Like this is the point of the playoffs. Like you're going through a grind of possible seven games. Wow. And and Collison just. Yeah. Big three by Collison. Wow. With the less than a minute left. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't like it at all. I think it should be every other day. You know, if they're traveling, you know, fine. So be it. Everyone has to go through it. They should, it should be an every other day thing. Um, and, and see who wins. Like everyone's going to be tired. Yeah, and so uh, offensive foul. Yeah, it's that? a big call. Show? Yeah. Wow. And so in the first game, Oladipo was by far the best player on the court. And tonight, I mean, LeBron has just been unbelievable. MVP. He scored 13 points before anybody else on either team scored a bucket. MVP. No, but he's the best player in the world, and probably ever. He is at the best player ever. I know no one didn't think so, but uh, yeah, I think LeBron's the best player of all time. He I is, mean, but I he mean, didn't like, he, didn't, he didn't like what we had to say, David. But he he knows. Yeah, <laughs> no one's wrong. All right, we're, we're gotta, we got we got to we got to let him know that sometimes he's wrong. No, we understand you're an all American, but you're wrong, dude. Yeah, you're you're right about a lot of things, just not that. <laughs> shout out to Nolan. Shout out to Nolan and Augustana. Yeah, for real, that was that was big time. He's awesome. But going back to that first game with Old Depot. I mean, the Pacers, I mean, they dominated him the whole game. But Oladipo, 32 points, 6 rebounds, 4 assists, 4 steals. I mean, he yeah. did it He did it all. He looked... Comeback, come, comeback player of the year, man. What a, what a story. And he's, dude, he's good. Nick Oladipo. And he's, it's amazing, right? Like, he's been shopped around. Yeah. He was on, you know. He was with the Magic. And, the Magic. Yeah. Like, it's insane. Like, you're getting rid of this guy, and this guy is starting to play. He's going like to be a superstar, star, yeah. Yeah. Like, he is a superstar this year. Yeah, absolutely. I do, uh. All star, yeah, absolutely. So my my old roommate Shu, shout out to Shu. He's uh he's a big Pacers guy. He's uh he's trying to get on here at some point and give us his his Pacers for the NBA Finals talk. <laughs> he's been watching them all season. He's got a lot of intake for us. That guy that guy must be smoking a, a lot of a lot of things. Just if he thinks the Pacers are going to the finals, <laughs> not a chance. Not a chance. He's a, he's a big Pacers guy, but um. That's like me saying the Dolphins are going to the Super Bowl, which I truly You did say that a couple episodes ago. Uh, I, I want to make that clear. I believe it. I'm smoking the same thing. Uh, yeah, you're smoking like, the same yeah. thing as Shoe, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you guys are high on life, I guess. Yeah. I um, let's let's move on to the Western Conference. We'll keep you updated on this uh, this Cavs Pacers ending here. Um, but the Rockets Wolves, James Harden is the MVP. Did he not show like us it. that? Uh, no, LeBron James is the MVP. But no, James Harden. What a game, right? I mean, he, the only reason set. the Rockets okay, won. Let me just let me just stop here and just say Chris Paul's a damn bum. <laughs> that's that's all I'm saying. You know, bum being a nice term in term in terms of, I'm telling you, Chris Paul is not as good as people think he is. That's all I'm saying, and especially in the playoffs. And we saw that in Game One. I'm curious to see how he does the rest of this series. But to answer your question, James Harden's the the beast. He's a man. MVP. He's going to win the MVP. Even though I don't like like that, but. The guy put the team on his shoulders. Yeah, him and Capella just carried the team. Yeah, absolutely. And and I will say I will say that the Timberwolves, um, I think this is gonna be a really good series. I again I think 
you know, I think it's going to go five, maybe six, maybe. I think it's going to go five, but they're going to be competitive. It's going to be close. It's going to be close games. Like, Minnesota being an eight seed is, is insane. Like, they're very good. You know, they're, they got some stars. Now, we're going to talk about it here shortly. Like, what the hell is Thibodeau doing? Did you see the efficiency rates of the players on the T-Wolves? Yeah, I mean, like, they're – well, I saw, first of all, the players that took the most shots on this team, besides Andrew Wiggins – was Derrick Rose and Jamal Crawford. <laughs> Those guys took yeah. more shots than Carl Anthony Towns, it's Jimmy insane, Butler, dude. and Jeff Teague. Dude, why? Let me ask you this: Why is Derrick Rose on the court more? in the fourth quarter? Yes, especially with with one Jeff minute Teague? left. Yes, I couldn't well, tell you. Dude, listen. I mean, yo, the, the Timber Bulls, dude. I mean, you know, it's the former Bulls team. Tibbs is trying uh, to Tibbs is trying to prove what what should have yeah, been proven in Chicago, I guess. Been, yeah, back in the day. I yeah, I don't know what Tibbs is doing. Listen, Tibbs is a great coach, but some questionable decisions in game one yes, for sure. Very questionable decisions. I mean, Carl you can't Towns, you can't have Carl yeah. Anthony Towns play forty minutes and shoot the ball nine times. Nope, Carl Anthony Towns is. Arguably your best player on the floor. He is the best player on your floor, no doubt. He's a beast. I can argue that. I mean, I can argue that with Chip. Offensively, he's the best player on the floor. The point is, is Carl Anthony Towns needs to touch the ball. I mean, the fact that Tibbs had had his quote saying he needs more for for Carl. Like, get the man the ball. Why is Derrick Rose touching the basketball in the fourth quarter? Yeah. Why does Derrick Rose have, you know, five more shots than Carl Anthony Towns in 16 less minutes? Insane. Yeah, I, I don't understand that. And the thing is, is like the Timberwolves still had a chance to win. They had a chance to, I think, tie it at the end. Like they were there, and like there was. That's what I'm saying. I think even if this series goes five, I think this is a close series. Yeah, because even when the Rockets score. were up by like seven or eight with a couple minutes left, yeah, the Wolves did fight back and they did make it a one possession game uh, with less than a minute left, and they did have a chance there. But James Harden, I mean, the man's a beast. Yeah, no, I, I 100% uh, agree. James Harden took over, showed why uh, he's going to be the MVP, and, um, yeah, they, they played very well. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited for tonight's game. You know, I want to see the adjustments uh, the Timberwolves make. I'm, I would not be shocked if the first play of the game, they go into Carl Anthony Towns, and Carl Anthony Towns just makes a move and scores and shows them, like, I mean, they need to. Let, let the man post up, you know, spin off somebody for a nice little hook or – let him go to work, face someone up. They they need to get him involved early to let let the Rockets know and let him know that you know this yeah. is this is your game. Agreed. Yeah, I agree. Thibodeau needs to make adjustments. He's too good of a coach to make those mistakes. Like should not have happened. Uh, but they are in the series. They they are a good team. You know the the Rockets are not overshadowing what the Timberwolves can do. No, they no. got stars. You know it should be a good series, but. You know, at the end of the day, Derrick Rose cannot be playing the minutes that he did and taking the shots that he did. Like, I agree. Jeff T, Ty Jones, they're both very good point guards. Let them play and let, you know, you know, Anthony Towns, you know, Butler do their thing and, and score the basketball. I got to ask you, what are you, what are your thoughts on Andrew Wiggins? I'll, to be quite honest, I'm not a big fan of him. Uh, but Just what do you think? That too. I, I think, honestly, he's not, he's not interested in playing basketball. He doesn't seem interested to be there. Yeah, no energy. No energy. Like, the guy coming out of high school, coming into college, like, the guy was supposed to be, like, Number one player out of college, yeah. Yeah, it's insane, dude. Like, I don't know. I'm not really sure. I don't know if he's on... He's obviously unhappy with his role, right? And you got to realize that when he brought in Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler was going to dominate the basketball. Yeah, but, like, even even before Jimmy got there, like, his, his jumps never came from, like, year to year. You know, he never made, like, that big stride. 
Um, and it's, I'm not to, not to say that he's been bad, but he's never lived up to like the hype of this superstar. Like when they traded, you know, him to to Minnesota for Kevin Love. Years old? What is he? Twenty three years old? Twenty four? Like he's, he's young. I mean, no, he's, he's young. I mean, he came out as like a young young kid. He turned twenty three in February. Yeah, like he's young. It's just like I don't know. He just doesn't seem interested, and maybe he just needs a new scene. I don't know. Like, and I was talking, you know, I was talking about it. Like, would the Bulls consider trading for him? I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, know? I mean, I just don't know that his his game will ever allow him to be a superstar. And I don't know if it's because he's not super consistent with the three ball. Or if it's the lack of defense, you know. I mean, he's a terrible defender. I just want to get that. Dude, I mean, let me make that clear. I mean, that's shocking because he's like he's got the body. He's got like a Jimmy Butler body. You know, yeah, he no, he's six eight, two hundred pounds. Like yeah, like he could be a good two way player. But yeah, I just don't think he's interested. And the fact is, is listen, put someone else in as if, like. Why is it? Let me ask you a question. Like, why isn't Thibodeau putting in Jamal Crawford more? The guy like. I mean, he did time. play a decent amount, but. But, like, if Wiggins is a, is a liability, like, this is a playoffs, man. Like, we're, they're trying to win the championship. Like, they're trying to Yeah, behind. Jamal's been in the playoffs, for sure. He's got yeah, the experience. Like, Jamal Crawford, I would... Dude, I love Jamal Crawford, man. I respect that game. Yeah, I like Jamal Crawford, too. But, like, looking at Wiggins' career numbers, I mean, this is the lowest points per game, the lowest um, field goal attempts, the lowest field goal percentage he's had since his rookie year. Yeah. I, and his free yeah. throw percentage is by far the worst of his career, 64%. <laughs> He just doesn't look interested. I think that's as easy to say, and that's a shame, man. They made the playoffs for the first time in like fourteen seasons or whatever, thirteen seasons. Like, this is the time to shine. This is where like their stars are born, and he just doesn't look interested. And they're hurting the team, man. Like, if I'm Thibodeau, I'm fucking sit his ass, dude. I don't care. I don't care that he was a top. What was he? A top first number four. He was number one. Number one. I mean, yeah. Yeah. With, you're right with the Cavs. You're right. Right. He and he got traded for Kevin Love. Listen. Yeah. I don't like. I don't give a fuck that you're the number one overall pick. Like, fucking play. This is a playoffs. If you're not going to play, I'll find someone else who, who can. Yeah. And Tibbs will. And I, I you just know, hope it's Derrick Rose. You know? <laughs> yeah, hopefully it's Jamal Crawford, not Derrick Rose. Yeah, like or Tyus Jones. Man. I do like Tyus Jones. Um, Tyus Jones, yeah, Jones is a good player, man. He's a good backup. Yeah, he for is. Sure. And, and uh, I kind of want to move on to the Warriors and Spurs. And, I mean, looking at the first two games of the series, um, I mean, I have to say, one, that you're right. The Warriors are a different team in the playoffs. But number two, I'm also right that the Spurs are by far the worst team in the playoffs, and I I'm so mad that they're in the playoffs instead of the Nuggets. Yeah, and, and I think when we asked that question, I thought the Spurs were going to be the team that got bounced. They weren't going to make the playoffs. But I, we, I said if they were going to make it, they were going to get swept. They're not a good team. They're not the same Spurs teams that were. They need Kawhi. Yeah, I mean, it's as simple as that. Yeah, right. Of course, if Kawhi's there, they're a different team, but. We knew Kawhi wasn't playing, and I, I honestly don't think Kawhi Leonard's going to be back with the Spurs. I think he. I he think he's gone. Out. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think he wants out. But yeah, I mean, it's it's listen. The Golden State Warriors have a chip on their shoulder. They've heard all season long that they're not the same team. You know, their injuries. It's all about the Rockets. I'm just telling you to our viewers. Like I said, the Golden State Warriors are going to win the West. They're ready to go, and they don't even have Steph Curry, and he's coming back, right? But the Spurs are the worst team in the playoffs. I mean, at least on the West. I mean, they're not good. They just don't the have Spurs, the no. The Spurs are the worst team in any conference. Yeah, whatever. I mean, that's fine. But they just don't have the star power. LaMarcus Aldridge is... I mean, you know, and he fun, had a good game. He did. 
34 oh, yeah, points, like, 12 rebounds. We, but yeah, then, we know this. Like, you're not right. Win they're not. No, the, they're not going to be. They're not. They're going to get swept. This is probably going to be the yeah. one series that does get, get has a sweep. I mean, I might give them a game because nah. it's like the like it's like I don't know. Maybe dude. I, I'm not sure. Like, nah. Pride. Obviously, they have a great coach. I'm just saying that they just don't. They're not the same Spurs teams that we're accustomed to. At least you and I. Like, we since we've been growing up, the Spurs have dominant. Been a team that's dominant. Dominant. Right. They've just been dominant. The most yeah, dominant but, and consistent team in any sport that we have watched growing up. Uh, I can argue that, but yeah. Who? I mean, uh, who? The, the Patriots? Are you kidding me? Uh, They're the most consistent team. Most consistent team. But I maybe, yeah, NBA, that's, a, that's a tough one, yeah. Yeah, the NBA, of course. Like They've been the most consistent. They obviously have had Hall of Famers and top players in this like game for like, Tim Duncan, obviously. But they're just not the same Spurs team. They're playing a team that's hungry, a team that's been getting you know the shit on the whole season even though they're they were still like what the second third seed in the second seed in the west like they're just not that good this year the golden state warriors have a chip they're they are just waiting to play the rockets in the western conference finals yeah and I, it's uh, gonna be a great series and, and i want to talk about my favorite series so far but before i do that i just want to end with javel mcgee is trash um anyways <laughs> moving on to the blazers and pelicans Drew fucking Holiday. Bro, dude, get out. I mean, it's both of them. No, for, it's all about Rondo, just dude. listen, Rondo's just listen. It's both of them. But hear me. You know, all all year we've heard about how Lillard and McCollum. You know, them when when healthy, they they might be the best backcourt in you know in basketball. And um, Drew Holiday and Rajon Rondo has dominated them. Dominated. In the yeah, first in the I, first game, Holiday, twenty one points, seven rebounds, two assists. Second game last night, thirty three points, nine assists, three rebounds. I mean Rondo goes for sixteen, ten and nine, and then in the opener he goes for six, seventeen and eight. Like what do you what do you do against that? How do you lose two at home as the Trailblazers, where a home court is huge for them too? Listen. Rajon Rondo is the difference maker in that series. David, you know this. I know. I mean, look at him year. with the Bulls before he got injured. Yes. Before he got injured, we were beating the Celtics 2-0 and dominated those two games. Yeah. If he did not get hurt, the Bulls were winning that series. No question. You got to understand, like, Rajon Rondo, yes, he can't shoot. He's not a very good shooter. Hit a big three to guy, seal the game yesterday, though. He did. He did. But, I mean, we know he's not a great shooter. No, the for sure. Is, the thing is, is the man can find... His open teammates, the guy can get to the rim anytime he wants, and he just again, like he has. I I love Rajon Rondo. I was so excited when the Bulls signed him last year, and I, I wish he did not get hurt because I think this year now. Although I will agree to our viewers, the Bulls are in a better position now with Lowry and they're moving forward. But if Rondo did not get hurt last year, I still think Jimmy Butler is a Bull this year, and I think they go for it again. Um, they, I mean, I don't think they lose the series to the Celtics. No, no, no. They win that series. I'm For sure. And, yeah, and I agree. And Jimmy is Butler. back. They were they were going another year with Wade, Rondo, Butler, maybe adding another piece in the offseason. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, but imagine if then we don't make that trade and we have, like, the, you know, what, the 15th pick or whatever it was. You know, what if we yeah, get Kuzma yeah. there, you know? No, I get it. I, but, I, Lori, I mean, Lori's a beast. Lori is a beast. Yeah. Laurie, Laurie's going to be a, a, a superstar. He's, you know, he can shoot the basketball. But my point is, is I think Rajon Rondo is the difference maker. Obviously, Anthony Davis, MVP candidate, is just dominating. 
Holiday's doing very well, but I think Rondo is just running that tempo, and that's what. And he's a, and he's a veteran who's been there before. He's won yes, the championship. And you remember, and you remember last year against the Celtics, his first two games, he just the tempo, like he owned the tempo of the game, and that's what he's doing this series. He's just yeah. running the show. And that's what he does. He yeah, I mean, he dictates exactly what's going on. He's never in a rush. I mean, it's it's his pace for sure. Uh, when they push, yeah. they push, and when they need to slow it down, he he'll slow you it down. You think this series is over? You think this series is over? Yeah, for sure. The Pelicans really? are moving on. Yeah. Wow! Wow! I mean, I to win that, to man. win two on the road. I mean, what? Now you just got to go home and and win two of your three at home, I, dude. I, that's tough for a team to win four out of five games now. For the that's what the the Trailblazers have to do. Yeah. No. But again, like the Trailblazers can get hot, you know. McCollum and Lord, uh, and we've also seen that they can off. get cold. Yeah, they can, of course. But and see, I that's that's that the difference in having someone like Anthony Davis. Like, if your shooters are cold, like feed the ball to Anthony Davis. The, the the Blazers don't have anybody like that. Nobody does, but like they don't have anybody that. And a lot of the good teams at least have can someone imagine, a presence down can you low. Imagine if the Pelicans had DeMarcus Cousins. Dude, are we talking about a Western Conference Finals, possibly. Oh my God! Yes, I would love to yeah. see that team. I mean, they were the three seed when Boogie went down. Yeah, they're that, that's a dangerous team, man. I hope he comes back. Out. I hope he does not leave this year. Yeah, I agree. I mean, yeah, it would be interesting, man. Rondo sets that pace. I love Rajon Rondo. I had mad respect for that man. He got all this shit that he was a bad teammate, a bunch of bullcrap, man. He was a good teammate with them. Did you remember when the Bulls, when they first drafted, you know, signed him? That yeah, was going there was a lot of shit that happened games. for sure. Yeah, like, listen, man, all the respect for Rajon Rondo. I hope he continues dominating like he like he's shown in the past. And listen, man, Anthony Davis, Rajon Rondo, Drew Holiday, they're playing. They're playing well. Fuck, who know? Who knows what they can do in the playoffs? Yeah, and then, um, I, in my opinion, this is gonna end up being the best series which is on right now uh okc and the jazz um you know walk me through what you've seen so far paul george yeah paul george is you know the guy that play up play up george man he's playing well uh pg-13 the superstar that we all know he is um i think this series could go seven i think i agree this is going to be the best series of the first round um maybe other than the miami heat and the 76ers but yeah this is a great series um Donovan Mitchell is playing his heart out, played very well game one. It's just not enough. So, you know, they're going to hopefully try to steal one tonight. And I know he's coming off a foot injury. He is going to start. Everything should be good with him. But, yeah, this is a great series. Carmelo, Westbrook, and Paul George, you know, the big three that they have. You know, they're going to, you know, I think they end up winning the series. Um, they have just too much talent. But, you know, I think it goes seven. Honestly, I think it goes seven seven games. Yeah, this, this, this is going to be a deep series for sure. Um, I mean, the, the Jazz are just, they just somehow always find a way to get the job done. I mean, I didn't think they were going to be anywhere near this playoff hunt with, you know, losing their best player. And uh, here they are, you know, 48-34. and 34. Um, they, they barely lost that four seed. I know they were hanging around the three seed area for a little while as well. Um, I, I like them. Donovan Mitchell, for him to be a rookie and doing what he's doing, um, you know, being the go-to scorer for them. They just have such a good dynamic, you know. Rubio's a great passer. Mitchell can score. Gobert is a rim protector. Ingles can shoot. Um, Favors, you know, at one point was one of the, you know, promising big men coming up, and he's been good today, 19 and 11 so far um, in the third quarter. So I, I think it would be a great series, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, it should be interesting, right? Like, I think 
like you said, we kind of kind of harped on it in the show. You win with superstars. Now, OKC has got three of them. Now, you can argue Carmelo's not a superstar anymore. Fine, I, that's fine. He's he's out of his prime. He's but not, Tyler. Guy, he's not a superstar. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say I'm gonna say he's still a superstar in the fact that he can score the basketball anytime he wants. But, again, that's fine. I'm not going to argue with you. The point is, is that they have an MVP in Russell Westbrook. They have a superstar, Paul George. They have, a um, obviously, Carmelo who can score the basketball anytime he really wants. That's dangerous in the playoffs. Again, we know this, David. You have guys who can score. Carmelo, if you want to talk about how bad Chris Paul has been in the playoffs, why why don't you ever take shots at guys that you like? I want to know no, that. Car- Carmelo Anthony is doing his is doing his job of scoring the basketball. What is what has right. he ever done in his career in the playoffs? Dude, I understand that, but I'm not talking about the fact like the way you guys make it seem with Chris Paul is like this guy is like the top player. Like, no, he's not that good. All I'm saying is, is Carmelo Anthony can score the basketball anytime he wants. Who would you rather have on your team? Carmelo, you're an course, idiot. You, you, you don't win. You don't win with Chris Paul. What has What has Carmelo Anthony won? The Carmelo man can Anthony barely has, win horse. Carmelo Anthony has never had a Blake Griffin, a DeAndre Jordan, the guy Jamal Crawford. Are you kidding me? If Carmelo Anthony had that, they would make the playoffs and go farther than Chris Paul has. Carmelo Stop. Anthony was playing and dominating at a time when there was no super teams, and he could not do shit in the playoffs. Never made it to a Western Conference Finals. Carmelo Anthony is a star that the fact that he can score the basketball anytime he wants, and that's what you need in the playoffs. Chris Paul doesn't do shit. I disagree. Chris Paul is a bomb. I disagree. A bomb. Uh, let's, a bomb. Look, let's move on. Let's move on to people that actually do something. Just to be clear, he's, uh, Chris Paul is good, but he's a bomb in the fact that people think he's like a superstar, like top point guard. Stop he's it. a Hall of Fame point guard, Tyler. Oh, please. Oh, please. Chris Paul's not a Hall of Famer? Whatever, it doesn't matter. I don't care about Hall of Fame. The point is, is the guy is not going to win a championship because he's a bum. You'll see this year. You'll see this year, Ty. Yeah, yeah. okay, if they win, it's not because of Chris Paul. We've already seen that they don't need Chris Paul to play well. We'll see, we'll see. Look, the team that you predicted to win the Stanley Cup Finals just made history. They look so good. Yeah. The Vegas Golden Knights, first team in NHL history to sweep a postseason series in its inaugural season. Um, they actually did move up today as the co-favorites to win the, the Stanley Cup Finals. And Marc-Andre Fleury is unbelievable. His goaltending has carried them. Hot goalie. A hot goalie can win you a cup. How many times have we about. talked about this, Ty? It's insane, dude. And dude, it's like we know what we're talking about, you know? Sometimes we actually do. It's crazy. <laughs> It's insane, man. They, the Golden Knights look very good. We talked about it a couple shows ago. I think this is their season. Everything has just gone right. The most wins, you know, in an inaugural season, the, the sweep of the playoffs. Like, they just, they look good. They're playing at the right times. Their goalie is hot. I do not want to play the Golden Knights. No. The next I mean, I, I mean, look at Flurry Last night on the road in Los Angeles against a, a, a Kings team that has won multiple Stanley Cups. And 31 saves, a 1-0 shutout on the road. Um, the game before that, they win 3-2. He, he, he flashes 37 saves. Um, uh, let's see, before that, um, they played, and then obviously they hosted the, the two before that. They win 2-1 in double overtime. He makes 29 saves. And then in the opener, um, he, he gets a 1-0 shutout, 30 saves. I mean, like, that's exactly what we talked about. If you get a goaltender that is you know can get hot, you know sometimes it really doesn't matter what the rest of your team does. You only need one goal. We've seen it. We've seen it. We, we're Chicago, but we've seen 
our goalies just get hot. Like, look at the years they won. EMA, hot. He just got hot at the right time. Corey, Corey Crawford's Crawford. known for his Crawford. playoff goaltending. Yes, that's what I mean. It's and like, then last year know, when we ran into Pecorine, you know, we've seen yeah, it on both sides. Just, just dominated. Like, yeah, like, and, and I think it's amazing. Like, to our fans, you got to understand, and we've talked about this, I think, in our initial show. The people on the players on the Vegas Golden Knights were basically players that teams did not want. Right, like, they were either like at that. the end of their prime, or they were young and they never kind of panned out. I mean, obviously these guys can play. So, you know, they're they're in the NHL for a reason. Of course. Of but course. yes, they're not. They're, like, none of these guys are. You know, Connor McDavid, Sidney Crosby's, Patrick Kane's of the world. Like not even close. But even close. but they're, here they are. Like, but here they are. Every team, every team had to give a list to the Knights organization of here are the players you can choose from and here they are and now they're just swept the first round they're dangerous very what do you dangerous. um what do you think about that do you think like having all this time off is that is that going to be bad for them you know I guess it can go both ways in terms of you know obviously they rest up you know they get healthy um, but but we've seen it you know we've seen it in other series right whether it's in the NHL or in other sports like they take four or five days off then they're a little rusted and right they, you know rusty in the beginning and it may and it may cost them in right a, in that one game may cost you yeah that one game may cost you but again i think there's i just think the golden knights just have all the momentum everything is going right um and yeah i i just think they're the they're the favorites to win the cup and I, yeah I said that and it, and before we we started you know one of the, on the one of the first shows i talked about boston and you know pittsburgh and you know they've they've looked really good. Pittsburgh got blown out in one of their games. That series has been kind of weird, to be honest. Um, yeah, it was like I think seven one, seven zero, and like six like one yeah. or something. Yeah, it's insane, dude. It's but crazy. how how about those Capitals? I, I, I feel bad that we disrespected the Raptors like that. I, I, I we know. compared them to and the I, Raptors. I know, and I I text you uh, off off uh, the record here. Obviously, we were like. The Capitals are done. Like they don't have a chance. Dude, yeah, yeah they got they very lucky that they hung on to that win last night. Yeah, they're. I just don't get it, man. They have arguably the best player, second best player in the league. The best goal scorer in the league for sure, no yeah. doubt, and he has and been. Just, it's just like that. There's like a weight on their shoulders as an organization. They just can't win in the playoffs. It's it's crazy, um, and I I think that like there's got to be a point where. That coaching staff has got to go. Like, there's something just missing. They have all the talent in the world. They are always like the the top team in the league, or one of the top teams in the league in terms of points. And they just they just can't win. I, I just don't get it. I don't understand. I mean, like, is is Ovechkin maybe the problem? I mean, I, I don't. I hate to say that because of. I mean, he he's so dominant in in at least scoring the puck. But I mean, I mean, how many times can you lead the league in goals and? lead your team to a one or two seed and then just not even make it to a, a finals, a conference finals. Yeah. I, let alone, yeah, I, I don't know. It would like, be, have we it seen, would I, I really, Ty, have we seen anything like this? No, we have not. Not when a top player, a top two player in a league, in any, any sport, pick any sport, the second best player, let's just use the NBA for example, we would probably say Kevin, Kevin Durant is the second best player. Yeah. Kevin Durant has never been in a lull of not winning a playoff series. Now, He's been in a finals, NBA. even when he was yeah. like before he was with the Warriors. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like again, obviously the NHL we talked about it. I think is uh, is probably the hardest sport, and it's the t- it's the sport that it's so competitive. Teams don't win, 
But look at any sport. Kevin Durant, I would say, is the second best player. Not a problem winning. The NFL, again, like... It's kind of hard to judge the NFL that. Is different. Yeah, the NFL is different. Major League Baseball... Again, Kershaw. I would say Kershaw is the second best player behind Trout, and neither of those two have been uh, been very good. And as far um, as playoff success. Well, but I'm saying, but they've, like, Kershaw, for example, like, they're constantly in the playoffs. They are, they right. But that's kind of the same series. thing with, you know, but at the same time, he's only pitching. You know, he's not playing every day. Yeah, he doesn't impact the game like Ovechkin can. Like, when you have a second best player on your team, like, you should be winning at least playoff series. Now, I'm not saying you have to win the championship every year. He should finals, be. He like, should have been in at least one Stanley Cup final in his lifetime so far. Yes, that I agree with. 100% agree. Like, there should be no reason why they have a problem winning series, especially the first round series or the second round. Like, yeah. it's insane. So are you, sticking, are you sticking with the, the Vegas Golden Knights to win the Stanley Cup? Absolutely. They're my team since day one. Ty, I, I, I hate agreeing with you. I'm going to hop on your, your bandwagon here. They look good, man. They look very good. And so does, so does Boston. So does Pittsburgh. Like, all those teams. I just, David, this, the time of the playoffs is all about the momentum, and that's what the Knights have. They have the momentum. It's just. It's and they have time. everybody that's not, you know, every team that's not in the playoffs right now, like, those fans are rooting for them, too. Absolutely. And I say it to, say, we say it every time when we talk hockey, to our fans, Go to an a, a NHL game, let alone a playoff game. It's the best experience I, I think I've ever had in a, in a sport. Dude, event. yeah. Hockey games are fucking sick, especially playoff hockey. Especially playoff hockey. Yes. By the way, so the um, the Wolves and the Ice Hogs play this weekend in the playoffs, and I think if anyone has a chance to make it to any of those games, those would be pretty fun as well. Um, yeah, great atmosphere. Yeah, it's yeah, obviously not the NHL, but that would be pretty cool. Um, I want I want to kind of talk about the, the MLB a little bit here. Um, starting with um, Shohei Otani, uh, we've we've kind of had our uh, I, I've kind of had my up and down predictions on him. You know, I was wrong about his hitting. Uh, he's kind of dominated in you know the pitching, and then his first start against a team that's not the Athletics last night um, was the Red Sox. He's had two starts, both against the A's. Last night started against the Red Sox, and he was bad. Um, two innings, four hits, two walks, one strikeout, three runs. Didn't didn't make it past two. Um, you know, is this is it an adjustment for him, or is this kind of uh, maybe the first two games seeing you know one of the worst offenses in the MLB? Is is that kind of a fluke, or what do you expect from him the rest of the year? I, I think there's going to be a lot of ups and downs, right? Like I think these players, whether he's hitting or pitching, are just going to make adjustments, and that's what it's about in baseball. You know that you've played your whole life. It's all about making adjustments. You know, maybe the first or second time they see him, they don't kind of know his tendencies but now they are they have more bats they they know what his pitches are it's just an adjustment like the things he's he did in his first two starts or you know his first couple games of just dominating like it's a great story but it, it's not something that he's going to consistently stay at where he's you know where he's currently at before like people are going to make adjustments you know people are going to understand what he likes to do they're going to find his weaknesses and, and now it's up to him to now make the readjustments of knowing that and, and continuing to build his, you know, his season. I think we would all agree with that, right? Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I mean, I mean, he's young. His stuff is is explosive. His stuff is nasty, but it, it is an adjustment. You know, you've you've played in a different country with, you know, maybe not as much power that you're used to seeing um, here in the states as you know there was in Japan, and it, it's it, it's just different. You see. A team like the Red Sox in one of your first starts, you know, that's that's one of the best teams in baseball, and obviously it's it's no easy feat to go ahead and beat 
beat them. But um, I, I, I don't think it's it, – I agree. It's going to be an up-and-down season for him. Um, I, I think he's going to end up winning the Rookie of the Year in the AL for sure. Um, yeah, I always hear people say that he was going to win MVP. It's like, okay, slow your roll. Yeah, no, no, no. The guy's had like three games. He's done well. Like, let's relax. <laughs> if, if we're going to jump on any bandwagons early, and it's not really a bandwagon because he's been a beast for a long time, or at least the last few years, um, Mookie Betts. I mean, last yeah, night beast. he was three for three, three home runs, two walks. But, I mean, on the season, his numbers are uh, incredible. He's he's so far he's hitting 389, 493 OBP. 796 slugging his OPS Tyler is about one is about 1300 right now insane I saw a stat I saw a stat yesterday that Mookie Betts is um his, he's had now two three home run games the only other player to do that was Mickey Mantle and Mookie Betts did it in like a, a thousand, thousand less, less games. games it's yeah. like insane dude it's like wow like what a star man yeah Mookie Betts He's done very well the last few years. Like he's a very good player. Yeah, um, and he's Sox a great outfielder great too. Yeah, absolutely. He's he's doing well. He's a great story, and I, I mean, you got to say he's the leading candidate right now for MVP in the AL. I mean, there's no even question. Yeah, and and the thing that's you know most impressive about him for me at least is that um, in a day and age where you know the strikeout has been so increasing, especially for uh, you know teams that that I watch the Cubs, we fucking strike out a lot. Uh, Mookie bats six strikeouts this year to ten walks. Like you, you don't see that very often. No, you don't. Especially, it's it's crazy. He's doing all this with like the weather. Like it's such, it's been such a a topic in Major League Baseball how bad the weather is. Like he's doing all this. Right, and he, he doesn't play in, in Florida. Like he plays in right, Boston. He plays in Boston, right? Exactly. Like it's crazy. It's crazy that he's doing this. And, uh, and again, they're good. The Red Sox are very good. And they're. We talked about it. I think you know we picked either them or the Yankees to compete, and the Yankees are kind of. You had the Yankees. I had the Red Sox. I want to make that you very did. clear. You did. You did. You did. You did. Um, right. But uh, so I know ESPN put out their like their uh, one through one hundred players, and Mike Trout was number one, and like the voting wasn't close. Do you agree? Is he the best player? Uh, yeah, I, I didn't see the list. Um, where was Bryce Harper on the list, you know? I believe he was three, maybe four. Kershaw okay. was definitely second. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Mike Trout is uh, obviously MVP candidate every year. He's, he's just a beast. Like, there's no question about it. You know, I can argue Bryce Harper. You know, Kershaw, of course, he's the best pitcher in the game. Um, yeah, I, I don't have a problem with it. You know, I think the only knock with, with Trout is I want to see Trout lead his team to a to a World Series or at least a pennant pennant race. Like that, oh, that's what I want to see. Yeah, I'm sorry, Harper was fifth actually. Harper so they, was fifth. They had, had, they, had top five. they had uh Altuve at three, Scherzer at four, and then Harper at five. So Harper's not even the best player on his team apparently. Yeah. I mean Scherzer's been unreal the last few years. Yeah, I, I get it. I mean I would I would like to change that cat I know it's top baseball players. I like to do pitchers and then everyone have else, them separately but, kind of Yeah. Yeah it's hard to evaluate. I think Trout. I think Trout is uh, in terms of play, of course, but I want to see him take that next step, and I want them to compete for a title. They right, done that yet. and it's because you know, I mean, well, first of all, it's like they're either not very good, you know, the team's not very good, or he he's been battling injuries as well. Injuries, yeah. Um, yep. But yeah, I mean, if, I would love to see him stay healthy and see his team compete for a World Series because I think his greatness has kind of been, uh, I don't know about overshadowed by about all the talks about Bryce Harper, but. I mean, he plays on the West Coast. You know, his game started at 9.30. No one sees him play. 
No, and, I agree. Um, yeah, Mike, Mike Trout's the best player in the MLB. I don't think it's close. I think that they actually got this one right as far as who's number one. Um, and here's yeah, here's a crazy a stat about him. Um, so his his fifty five point two wins above replacement in his career entering right now. The only player that have more wins above replacement through age twenty five season was Ty Cobb at fifty six. If Trout ends up with a zero WAR, doesn't produce any wins above replacement this year, he'll have the fifth most of any player through his through his age twenty six season. And the, I guess who these four players are. So obviously Ty Cobb, who we mentioned, Mickey Mantle, Rogers Hornsby, and Alex Rodriguez. That's insane! All Hall of Famers. That's right. crazy. And for a guy who hasn't played every game because of his injuries. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean he is the real deal. And it's not it's not close who is the first best player. Um, but how about the Indians and Twins playing in Puerto Rico? Uh, Francisco Lindor able to hit a home run in front of his hometown. I love seeing stuff like this, kind of how like the NFL has games in London. Um, they had one in Me- a couple in Mexico actually this past year. Do you like um, you know the major sports playing in other countries? Absolutely, because it, it obviously you know uh, NFL. Um, MLB, it's a, yeah, obviously, especially Major League Baseball, it's a global sport. Yes, no doubt, you know, because the, especially players, baseball, yes. Yeah, especially baseball, like the Dominican Republic, I mean, Puerto Rico, there's so many top talent there, absolutely, I love it. And did you see the crowd yeah. go wild when yeah. he hit that homer? Unbelievable. It was so cool, I, yeah. I watched that video like 30 times, I, I had chills every time I watched it, it was unbelievable, I love it. I love when the NFL goes to London. I love when they did Mexico City. I just love it. It, it engages fans from around the around the world, and uh, you know, it, it just it helps the brand of the specific sport that you know we're talking about. I agree, and and especially in a sport like baseball, like you mentioned, you know, all these great baseball players. Like, don't get me wrong, there's good players from um, the United States. Uh, there's good players from Canada, but it is you know the Dominican Republic, Cuba, Venezuela, Japan. You know, all these countries. Um, and it is a global sport. Um, I, I think actually like one of the biggest besides obviously soccer. Um, but it, it was cool to see. I agree. The atmosphere was awesome. I mean, just to see Francisco Lindor, who's one of the best up and coming players in the league right now, is yeah. you know he he loved it. He said he'll never forget that. You know, one of the best moments of his life so far. Yeah, it was a, it was unbelievable for your hometown. Just imagine that, right? Like going to your hometown home, from a different country, country too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, very like cool. Just, just, it's, it was just unbelievable. It was a great experience. Um, the crowd was into it, um, and it was it was unbelievable. It was a, a great day, and I, I hope the you know the Major League Baseball, the NFL, like I would love to see the NBA do that, right? Like NBA go to China or go right, to, and they do it in like um, the preseason, but yeah, nothing yeah, during the regular. I season. I want it in a regular season. Like I know the traveling is kind of difficult, but they can work it out. I just think I think it's very cool to see um, because like. These players are stars, not even in America. They're stars around the world. Like, everyone knows who LeBron James is. Everyone knows who Mike Trout. Like, they're just stars. And I think it's cool to engage with people around the world and show them what these sports are about. I, I just love it, for sure. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, did, did they actually play a game this year overseas at all in the NBA? I, I think they do it in the preseason. I didn't think they'd do it like a regular season. For the preseason they, they do for sure, but not. Re- I want a regular season game, not a preseason. Game. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to think if they did. I couldn't remember. But yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I don't know. 
Did I, they might have had a game in London? I'm I'm not 100 percent sure. I'll look that up for next show. Um, yeah, look that up. I'll I be will. Curious. I will. Um, so Anthony Rizzo made his return last night to the Cubs. Um, he was he'd been on the DL with, with some back soreness. Well, okay, hold, I I give a fuck. Um, <laughs> but you know he made headlines before before the game um, with this quote. I think we're playing. I think we play too much baseball. Yes, guys are going to take pay cuts, and that's fine. But are we playing this game for the money or for the love of this game? I know it's both, but in the long run, it will make everything better. End quote. And I know you've talked about this. Um, you would like to see the season shortened. So how? Uh, obviously, so do some baseball players. I don't. But let me hear you know your argument for it. Yeah. No. I I completely agree with Anthony Rizzo. I think the best thing about this is Anthony Rizzo is a superstar in that game. And when you have one of your superstars say this, it holds a lot of water, right? If it was, if some minor league or some 40th man on the roster said this, like, no one really cared. But Anthony Rizzo is a superstar. He's on one of the best teams in the league. Right. This holds a lot of water. I think, I agree with him. Like, they need, they need, to, sh- they need to schedule less games. Yeah, and if they were going to do it, the one place I would actually like to see it be done is in the division. Like, you don't need to be playing – the Cubs don't need to play the Cardinals 18 times a year. That's a ton of games. They need to to start the season later. This weather has been atrocious. Yeah, a month later for sure. You can't can't play baseball when it's snowing. I don't care that these are professional athletes. The fans don't – No one wants to go, yeah. No, it's the thing. Look at the White Sox. They had, like – the other game, it was, it was like one of their first home stands. They had like 900 people at their stadium. Now, I get the Sox aren't very good, but it was snowing. Like, no one wants to see that shit. Like, I agree. Move it back. Move it to like the first week of May or the end of April. Now, I know it's not the best weather now as we're getting towards the end of April, but you eliminate a lot of the other shit that, that has been going on. And it's just, it's an ugly product to watch. Right. No and and now shit. the season's going to be even, you know, longer and more compressed because of all these postponements. Yeah, these doubleheaders. Yeah. It's just a bunch of crap, dude. Like, just move the season back, cut the amount of games by like 15 or 20, just move on, and it will be a better product overall. No one wants to see people play in the snow. No one yeah. does. And, you know, I, I personally... Did you see what the athletics did? Did you see what the Did you see what the Athletics did the other night yesterday? No, I didn't. <laughs> they uh they were celebrating their fiftieth like anniversary or some bullshit, and they they gave away they were the everything was free in terms of the tickets. Okay. So like the place was like they had like thirty thousand people, which is like never happens in, in the Coliseum in Oakland. Yeah. And they had to uh, they had to remove the tarps at the very top. So to our fans. The Oakland Coliseum, the, like the top section is just tarps because no one ever sits there. Oh, they had to get them out for the fans. <laughs> yeah, they got it out. There were so many people, but like the next game, there was like the The tarps were back. Yeah, no one's fucking there because no one cares about Oakland. You know what I mean? Yeah, no. For baseball. They're trash. Yeah. They're trash. Um, Unbelievable. Yeah, you know, I personally wouldn't like to see the season shortened, but... Um, you know, as someone who would like to see the MLB stick around and be a very popular sport, I, I see the argument for it. Yeah, I, I love baseball. It's one of my favorite sports, but it's very hard for me. And if it's hard for me, I know it's hard for, for the typical, other, just regular fan. Typical fan or other millennials like myself. Like, it's very hard to watch a full nine inning game, let alone sit there in the freezing cold in the rain to watch a game. They need to move the season back. Make it shorter, make it more competitive in terms of the less games, so they're you know, the emphasis of winning right away. That's what they need to do, and I think that will enhance the the, the sport and people will actually enjoy watching it. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
All right, so let's move on from the MLB and introduce our our big fans here to uh, Anth Time with David and Tyler. Because what's better than two Shapiro's when you can have three? What's going on, Ant? Evening, boys. What's going on? Hey, so we have Anthony here on the line, um, another Shapiro, and he is our NFL expert. He's a big, big Bears fan, so he uh, he's the only one of us that actually likes the Bears and can actually tolerate them. <laughs> Uh, he, this is true. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, with the draft pretty much a week away now, exactly, um, do you got any big trades coming up for us that you might see? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think for, you know, one of the big storylines every year, right, is, is going to be the running quarterbacks. I mean, I think that's the most interesting component to day one of the NFL draft. Um, and I think for me personally, you know, I see three quarterbacks going in the top five, but it's going to be that fourth quarterback where I see one of these teams moving up to go get, right? So personally for me, I'm looking at a Josh Rosen and, you know, I'm thinking he might be the one that slips. Um, and therefore, you know, you've got a couple teams that are, you know, maybe just outside the top 10, a uh, team like Buffalo, a team like Arizona, um, even maybe a dark horse like New England. Sorry, Tyler, I know with the, with the Miami, you know, with the Miami. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. I don't want to yeah. hear it. I, uh, I really do. I really do, Dave. I think there's going to be a, a, a trade into the top ten, and I think it's going to be for a quarterback. Yeah, I would and not be ask, surprised. Ask Go ahead, Ty. ask me this. Who, who do you think, uh, in this year's draft, who do you think has the most success as a quarterback, would you say? No, what, man. I mean, in, in my personal opinion, you know, Sam Darnold's got all the dimensions you need to be a good quarterback, right? I mean, he's he's got the he's got the skills. Obviously, he was a turnover machine um, at USC, uh, which is very scary. Um, you know, you look at a guy like um, you know Josh Allen, who's got the big arm. You know, he <laughs> being out of Chicago, he kind of reminds me of your Jay Color, who's just going to sling it in there and, and try to get it into every possible. You know, if Josh there. Allen um, is going to be compared to Jay Cutler, he will not be the best quarterback in this draft. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I think personally, man, you got to go Sam Darnold. I mean, he, I agree. I agree. I know this. This is something we're going to talk about probably soon here. But I got Sam Darnold going number one to Cleveland just because, you know what? It's going to be a work in progress, and and I think you know he would go to a good spot with Cleveland where, you know, they got Tyrod to to play a year or two, and and you know you just go from there. Yeah, and you know I I also have Darnold going first to the Browns, and obviously the dream That's scenario. Tyler, you have you have next. terrible opinions and no one wants to hear about them. No, That's why we brought Sha- Anthony Sha- on. Saquon Barkley is the best player in this draft. He, he is. Hold hold on, and I want to get to that. Saquon Barkley is the best player in the draft, and you know the dream scenario obviously for the Browns is get their quarterback at one and still get Saquon at four. Um, do you is that something that that could happen, Anthony? Do you see that happening? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I you know, I I kind of keep running back a scenario where, like you were saying, David Browns go get quarterback at one, whether it's Darnold, whether it's you know, you know, Josh Allen, whoever it is at one, and then Saquon falling to number four. That's the dream scenario, in my opinion, for Cleveland. Um, the other scenario that I keep running into my head is is that too with the Giants. Right? The Giants, yeah. You got a guy who's, you know, in, in Eli, who's what, 39 years old. Um, obviously, you know, he's, you know, he's on the back end of his career. Um, I personally think, you know, a guy like Eli has a couple more years left, right? So a guy like, you know, Saquon coming into that offense, um, that could be a final piece to to get them, you know, back to the Super Bowl, right? Right. So, and I kind of um, agree because it seemed like the Giants, it, it was a fluke in my opinion last year, like. I don't think you're going two and fourteen again anytime soon. All right, are you are you guys done? Are you guys done talking this nonsense? Anthony, ask me this question: Is there an Andrew Luck type quarterback? Because in my opinion, 
why wouldn't the Browns get the best player in the draft in, in Barkley and then just take whoever the remaining quarterback is because I don't think any of them are that much better than one Because another. they can get their quarterback and get Saquon. But, but can they? I think Saquon might go too. It, it might all go, depends. Like, yes, Ty. It all depends on the Giants. what the Browns think with, 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 the, with the quarterbacks on the board, right? Because as you're saying, Ty, yes, they can go Saquon number one overall. And at number four, they can take, at this point, probably the third best quarterback, right? Because at that point, you know the Giants will go quarterback. You know the Jets will go quarterback. You know, you know So now if you're the Browns, you got to look at your board and say, okay, if Darnold's off the board, if you know Josh Allen's on the board, are you okay with Josh Rosen as your quarterback? Uh, that's what you have to figure out, you know, if you're Cleveland. But, um, but do they need to go quarterback? I know they have Tyrod. Who's yes. A, who's a, who's yes. I, but hold on, David. Listen. Hold on, David. Tyrod, Tyrod Taylor is a very good quarterback. He's a bridge quarterback. He's I not a that. Super Bowl quarterback. But I understand that. But they're not a Super Bowl-ready team yet. You need to – we know this, David. You need to build pieces around him. I think I, they go Barkley. Tyler, Tyler, listen. Right? Tyler, how many times have the Browns passed on a quarterback? Were the Rams were the Rams a, a Super Bowl team when they drafted Jared Goff? Were the the yeah, David, were the Eagles? Dude, that's so different. Why? How are the Rams different at, at taking Jared because Goff from the Browns? You understand, like the Rams, the Rams had a solid defense. So the, the Browns have nobody. The Browns have a good defense, Tyler. Tyler, you need to watch more yeah, football yeah. than the AFC East. Yeah, Tyrod, as you said, Tyrod is a bridge quarterback. There's no doubt about it. Look, Ty, do you think Cleveland's going to be in a position where they're drafting one overall again? I mean, you, you, no. You know, what you're talking about is, is you're talking about, um, you know, drafting a running back number one overall. We all understand the value that running backs have in this league, right? I mean, you, you're lucky to get five or six good years out of a running back. Now, if you put Saquon Barkley on the Cleveland Browns, Ty, are they winning the Super Bowl in the next five years with that? Let me ask you, let me so. tell you, let me, I, but hold on, understand this, guys. Did the Denver Broncos win a Super Bowl with no quarterback? Don't say Penny Manning was a good quarterback or, or fucking Brock Osweiler. Hell no. I would agree with you. You don't need, you do not need yes, a that's top my five point. quarterback to win But they didn't, Tyler, they didn't win that Super Bowl because of C.J. Anderson. No, they won the Super Bowl because of the defense. They need to load up on other talent. They don't right, but Tyler... Right Tyler, they have that talent. You need to watch them play because that defense is talented. David, I, I disagree. They were in a lot of games. Yes, they were in a lot of games. Yes. And listen, and the thing is, this offseason, they went and they got Jarvis Landry. They went and they got Carlos Hyde. They have Josh Gordon. They have Corey Coleman. Like, there is talent on this, on this draft, team. I think we look back in this draft, and, and we're going to say in the next 10 years or 5 years or whatever, that Barkley is a generational-type player. I don't think that I see that with these quarterbacks. But I, Okay, I I'm not disagreeing that. That, that Saquon Barkley is a generational, like, you know, once-in-a-generation running back, but how many quarterbacks have the Browns passed on? Goff, Wentz, Watson last year, Mahomes, Trubisky. You know, at some point, you, you need to Ryan take Tannehill. the quarterback. Tannehill's trash. Yeah. <laughs> you know, look, it, you know, with the, with the quarterback position, obviously it's the most position, uh, most important position in all sports, right? Um, you know, it's a 50-50 shot. There's no doubt about it. I mean, there's no such thing as a for sure, you know, hit, right? Again, unless you're like 
you know, an Andrew Luck or, or, or even... And even, and even he's not a for sure thing. The last couple of years. Yeah. Exactly. You know, with the quarterback position, man, and David, I completely agree, you have to go for it. When you're that high, when you're picking number one, it needs to be the best quarterback on the board. There's no doubt. It's, it's got to be the guy you want. You're not settling yes. for someone at four Correct. when you have the Correct. first pick. I, I, look, if they, if they take Saquon, if they take Saquon at number one, I'm not going to shake my head. I, it's something that I can see happen. In my opinion, he's the best player in this draft. But at running back to take number one overall with a team where you're not going to win, okay, in, in Saquon's best years, I mean, there's no doubt about it. Like, you're not going to win if you're the Cleveland Browns. You still have a lot more, you know, gaps to fill. That's why I say go with the quarterback, go with the franchise guy that's going to be around for the next, you know, 15 years if, if, if he turns out to be, you know, uh, like I said, a franchise guy, and you're, and you're locked in. And then yeah. you, you build around him. You know, you build and let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question with your knowledge in the, in the draft. Do you think the Browns would consider trading the first overall to not make that decision on quarterback and let the pieces fall? Like, maybe move back a spot or two and let... But where? Where are they moving back? The Jets already just traded up. I know, but here's the deal. You cannot move back at one and not get Saquon Barkley. Yeah. Yes, I agree. You can at least get Saquon Barkley if you are not going to take quarterback number one. For sure. Right? Yeah. Um... I don't see it just because, and, and actually, you know what, a team like the Browns, you know how trigger-happy they are with moving back. I mean, they, they stockpile they stockpile picks. I think this year, with the offseason that they have, they're ready to use these picks, um, you know, get their franchise guy at number one, and at number four, find just the best piece on the board. If it's Saquon, then they make out. Then they, I don't need to see yeah. the rest of the draft. They and if it's not, out. then they're getting um, a guy like Bradley then, Chubb. Yep. Yep, which or Minka, like you're getting a great Correct. player at one and four. Correct. Correct. I, I, I just I just don't think that the quarterbacks in this year's draft are that they're not they're not what a, a franchise. Okay, but Tyler, like, I, but Tyler, hear me out. Mean? Hear me out. Are these quarterbacks are do they have a brighter future than Tyrod Taylor? At least one of them. Yeah. Then you take him. Then you take him. Yeah. Okay. I, that's fine. I'm just saying that. I think whoever gets Saquon Barkley is, is an absolute steal. If it's not at one, the Browns are making a mistake. In my opinion. Look, he's he's not going – Saquon's going one, he's going two, or he's going four. He's not going to the Jets. So it's it's Definitely either the it's either yeah. the Giants I, take him at I, two, yeah. or they yeah. take a quarterback, or they, they even go and get Bradley Chubb. Yeah, David, I think that's the most important. Uh, the Giants, for sure. Is, is the Giants, because if, if they go, and obviously me being a Bear fan, I'm kind of hoping they go quarterback, right? The more quarterbacks, the better. Um, but, yeah, if they go if they go quarterback, then that changes things up for, for the Browns. Like I said, they kind of they kind of make out. You know, I feel like they rob something. You know what I mean? I mean it's just, if they can get Saquon at four, steal. No I, doubt. I totally agree. He's the best player in the draft. But It's a steal, but it's also draft, realistic. It is. It is. It is realistic. I personally think the Giants will go Saquon at two. I think they give Eli a couple more years. Um, but it's interesting, man. That running back position, you know, it's not valued, although lately, you know, with your Zeke and with your Leonard Burnett, I mean, these running backs have come in and, and have just changed, the, you know, the offense. Right. But, but like you said, Ant, like you said, you know, running backs, realistically, if you can get five, six great years out of them, you know, well, you yeah. can't expect more. And, you know, are the Browns, realistically, with Saquon at number one, you know, are, are they looking at winning a Super Bowl in three years? You, you know, and, and the, yeah. I don't know. You know, there's a lot of good young teams in football still. And I think it would be silly not to take the quarterback one, the one they want. Yeah. I mean, um, and, but, and again, and maybe 
maybe this is the last thing, and then we can kind of move forward here. But if 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 the Browns draft board, if they are fine with one of the top three quarterbacks in this class, then you take Saquon is, one. Yeah. Then you take Saquon number one. That and then that's what's going to happen. All right. But, so with the top five that we have right now: Browns, Giants, Jets, Browns, Broncos. Um, who do you, assuming no trades are going on in the top five, give me your um, your order right there for who's going where. Yeah, for sure. So I think at number one, as I was saying, I you know, look, I know he was a turnover machine at USC, uh, didn't have the most help around him on that offensive line, things like that. But I'm going Sam Darnold number one overall. Um, I think he's got the, you know, the most, you know, the most um, potential as, as, you know, with any of these other quarterbacks here. So I'm going here, him number one. Um, number two, I'm going Saquon. Saquon Barkley, um, I think he would be kind of like the final piece to give the Giants that like last run with Eli type of deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, number three is where I see Josh Allen going. Yeah. Um, I think even even him over Josh Rosen, you know, those two, you know, Josh Rosen, man, I think he slips. He's the one guy that I just think keeps falling. I don't like what his head coach said. You know, yeah. About him. I, mean, I, I didn't I, like I that either. I saw that. Um, that, that scares me a little bit, but yeah, it's going back. I got Josh Allen. I think he has the most upside. I do too. Um, you know, there's just a lot of character thing with him. Like I said, that what, you know, with, 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 uh, more what he was saying, it was just scary, man. I think. A lot yeah. Of and for those who didn't and, hear it, you know, his head coach at UCLA said that he at, at points, you know, didn't seem interested. You had to like get him interested in the game and, right. you know, you see quarterbacks that are, you know, today, and, and that was kind of a thing why Johnny Manziel was never successful. You know, he admitted that I didn't watch film. I wasn't invested. Your quarterback needs to be the guy that's working the hardest, working the longest. Right, right. Yeah, and I think I think at three with the Jets, you know, playing games, you know, out there in, in, that, in that, you know, 10-degree weather when the wind's blowing, I think you're going to need that strong yeah. arm. And, and, and that's kind of why. And they I also like have Josh a bridge quarterback three. in McCown, which is, I, I think that would be great for, for Josh Allen. Yep, correct. Um, at four, I mean, that's why I think Bradley Chubb's going. You're going to take the best defensive player on the board um, if you're the Cleveland Browns. I think you just take best available. You know, at that point, you got your quarterback. Like I said, if Saquon wants to be there, he's going number four to the Browns. There's no doubt. Um, but with him off the board at two, I'm going Bradley Chubb at uh, at four. And uh, number five with the Broncos, you know, I was just reading today. Do you see what Baker Mayfield said, right? Uh, there's no way I'm going outside the top five. I think he knows something. Um, I think the Broncos are going to go with Baker Mayfield at number five. That's going to be kind of my my dark horse with that, and and that's going to leave you know Josh Allen um, as being. I'm sorry, Josh Rosen as the quarterback to fall, in my opinion. But I hope the Dolphins move up to that five to get Baker. Can I tell you, Anth, what would be my dream man. scenario? I would love. I would yeah. love for the if if assuming Saquon goes two. And the Browns know they're not getting Saquon, obviously, at four. I would love to see the Cardinals give up the, the 15th pick and, you know, like a first-rounder next year to move to that four spot and take Baker. Yeah, that would be very interesting. I, I, I think he's going to be very exciting. Um, and, you know, he's going to – you know, as you were saying, all these quarterbacks are going to definitely need some work, right? And so what's very important is you want to make sure that these guys are going to teams where they're not going to have to play right off the bat, right? Um you know, you know, the bridge quarterbacks are going to be very good to have for some of these guys. But yeah, I, you know, David, I, I, that would be great for Arizona. They're actually one of the teams that I think might move up into the top ten. I mean, they need. They literally don't have a quarterback on their roster. They yeah. don't have a quarterback. Yeah, they, it's crazy. Yeah, they signed Bradford, I think, to a one-year deal. And, you're right. You're right. Uh, yes. And and they got. Uh, 
you know, uh, you know the the quarterback that we had to uh, you know release just because he was such a such a bum. Oh, know? Mike Glennon. Yeah, Mike Glennon. So, um, but yeah, you're right. Arizona needs to needs to do something. You know, it's interesting because you know, let's say Josh Rosen's the one that falls, right? Um, and now you're at pick six, seven, and eight, right? And if I recall, I'm I'm pretty sure where we got the Colts at six, the Bucks at seven, and the Bears at eight. Yeah, none of those teams are taking quarterbacks. Yeah, none of those teams are taking quarterbacks, and that's why you're going to have a team like the Bills or the Cardinals. Right, and even if you look at 9 and 10, you have the Niners and then the Raiders. Like, none of those teams are taking quarterbacks either. So I agree, you know. There's someone's moving into the top 10. Again, I think think at 11, and I keep going to the Dolphins, I'm telling you, reading the reports in Miami, the Dolphins want Baker Mayfield. A lot of teams want Baker. I saw that. that, um, but, But don't be surprised if the Dolphins don't move up and I think it's stupid, but don't be surprised if they move up even to, uh, you know, nine or eight, even with the Bears possibly of maybe taking the Josh Rosen. If I don't think the, I don't think the Bears are trading back. And Anth, what I'm do you? Just saying, you know, I, I don't know. Anth, I, the, David, I personally think that this is the year for the Bears to move back. Yeah, honestly. you do um, really. I do. Ryan Pace has been very aggressive, as you guys know, the last couple of years to move up. He's getting rid of some picks. Um, look. In my opinion, as I've been saying, Josh Wilson's going to be the quarterback to fall a couple picks, right? So you have – I'm going to throw out three scenarios. First one is you have the Bills, right? The Bills are picking at – what did I say? 12. I think they're picking at they're 12, 12 yeah. but they also yeah. have – they're picking at 12, but they also have 22, right? Yeah, they do. So maybe they package both those picks. They get into, you know, 6, 7, or 8, you know, something like that. Um, we talked about Arizona, although, uh, you know, David, I don't know what you would think about this, but, you know, remember there's another quarterback who was very successful by the name of Lamar, Lamar Jackson. Jackson right? yep. um, so, you know, he kind of has that play, uh, playmaking ability too for Arizona where they might be able to get him if they just stand pat. Um, but a team like New England, man, that's the dark horse, right? Because they're ones also that try to keep all their picks. Um, they're very smart. They, you know, they know what they're doing. But, you know, what's interesting with them is they got two first-round picks. Yeah, 23 and 31. Yeah. And 31. But here's what's also interesting, too. You have a guy by the name of Rob Gronkowski on your roster where everything that I've been reading, you know, is this going to be the year he gets traded, right? It seems like... Well, he's not committing to playing past even this year. Correct, yeah, and he's not even committing to play. That's a good point. But, you know, if you're a team like New England, you have two late first-round picks... If you want to get into the top ten, I heard reports that they really like Rosen, you know, from UCLA. So if you're really trying to get in there, maybe use Gronkowski as a as a, as a chip to kind of get in there too. Um, I don't know. Very interesting, man. It's my favorite time of the year when it comes to the NFL draft with all these different scenarios. I mean, yeah, this yeah, is definitely the time that we see the best trades. What's that? This is definitely the time we see the best trades in the NFL. Yeah, sure. Let me ask you a question. I mean, obviously, you know, to our fans, we we all know you're a huge Bears fan. I mean. It seems like reports out of Alice Hall and everything we've been reading is, you know, Quentin Nelson's your guy. Is, are you comfortable as a Bears fan, you know, taking the guard from Notre Dame? 100%. 100%. I love, I love Quentin Nelson. Um, if you were to be the Bears pick, I would stand up and, and clap if you were to fall to the Bears. I you buying his jersey? Oh, gosh. I'm going to be the first to buy <laughs> Wait, wait. So let me um, ask you this, Ann. If the Bears do yeah. stay put at eight and, you know, assuming whoever is there is available – do you want them taking Quentin Nelson, or is there someone else? Like, if Minka Fitzpatrick is there, or um, Ward I, Ward from Ohio yeah. State? Like, who do you want? Okay, it's funny you bring him up from, from from Ohio State, Ward. Yeah, look, 
there's three positions I think the Bears need to address. They definitely need to get an edge rush, right? So a Tremaine Edmonds or something like that. He's um, a freak, by the way. He's yeah, a freak, freak, freak of nature. He's a freak of nature. Um, they need they need edge rush. They they this offseason they spent a lot of money um, on the quarterback position, and it was just guys that they resigned, right? So Prince and and then they got Fuller resigned. Um, I would love, I would definitely love a Denzel Ward out of Ohio State. They produce corners, right? Yeah, Lately, he's fast too. Producing number ones, they just need a lockdown guy. Um, I guess if it answer your question, man, give me Nelson. Give me Nelson out of Notre Dame. I, mean, I we think brought in their offensive lineman, uh, offensive line coach. Um, you start up front. You guys know you start up front, man. Yeah. You know, build around Trubisky. Get get those guys uh, in front of him, blocking for him. And I think you you know you're gonna see great things. I, I do. Th- I, I agree. Think we, uh, I think we we agreed on a couple shows that. He's a future Hall of Famer, probably. Well, that I was saying, uh, Quentin Nelson arguably might be the best player in this draft. Right? Yeah, Yeah. he's a top three player in this draft. I think he's he is the he is the player that I would say is the most ready for the NFL. Yes, I agree. Um, Him or Saquon? You you know, you. Yeah, Kimber Saquon. You know, offensive guard is not a position you usually draft high. Um, there, there's been a couple teams lately that have done that. I know the Chargers did that. Um, uh, you know, it's, not a, it's just not a ago. sexy pick. It's not it's a not sexy pick. pick. Yeah, it's, it's not a sexy pick. Ryan Pace is not. You know, he he. You know, he doesn't need to be the sexy GM. Just do what you need to do. You already brought this offensive line coach in there. Um, he knows him very well. Matter of fact, too. You know, David, my whole thing too is if the Bears do trade back. You know, you got that offensive tackle um, out of Notre Dame as well. That that might be around. Uh, what's it, Mike McGlinky? I believe he is offensive tackle um, yeah. out of Notre Dame. That sounds right. That might be a solid. That might be a solid pick too if you had to fall back outside the top ten. Um, yeah, very interesting stuff. And I agree. I'd be curious to ask. I'd be curious to ask because I know all our fans are very interested in what you have to say about this. Who do you think the Miami Dolphins are taking at eleven? If too many to say that. I know who you want me to say uh, <laughs> at quarterback. Um, it's interesting, man. And, and if I recall, what do you guys? You guys are picking at uh, 11? That, 11. Right? Yep, 11. Yep. You know what, man? You're going to have a couple safeties, I think, to choose from. Um, you know, Derwin James out of Florida State, he might be around. Minka Fitzpatrick, although I think he maybe goes He's going, James does. Yeah. Those two, those two, Those two are, are really close to one another. What about better. linebackers? What linebackers do you like that Rokon can be there? Rokon Smith yeah. um, out of Georgia. I think he goes to Oakland right in front of you. So, again, it, depending on how desperate you are, maybe you do trade up, but you go get him. Um, I'll throw know, a couple names out at you that I could yeah. possibly see. Um, uh, maybe, maybe Marcus Davenport, that defensive end. Um, Josh Jackson at corner. Or uh, Vita Vita yeah, uh, Vita Via uh, out of Washington, the defensive tackle. For sure, yeah, yeah, that guy's gonna be a top fifteen pick. Uh, there's no doubt. Um, yeah, man, I'm just looking at this board, and you know, I think you go maybe one of the safeties. What about Calvin Ridley? Uh, you lost, you lost, uh, you lost Jarvis, your receiver there. Yeah. yeah, you lost Jarvis. Maybe I just think, I just think, uh, I just think with the moves the Dolphins made this offseason of signing like a Danny Amendola and. Um, the Wilson guy from from Kansas City. I I, I think they go defense. Um, I would be ecstatic for Raquan Smith from Georgia. I think he his athleticism side to side is a machine. Is, is, is a machine, and we need that in Miami. We don't have that. I just think I agree with you that Raquan Smith is just a John Gruden guy. I think they go at, a, at ten. But if we move up ahead of them, I think that's the guy I would like to take more um, to safety from Florida State. Yeah, and yeah. guys, you know, I, I we, we talked about a lot of great stuff here, um, and, and I'm excited that we finally were able to introduce our fans to Anth Time, 
and uh, we'll definitely we'll definitely bring him back a couple more times here before the draft comes this week. Uh, so expect a little bit more of the triple Shapiro's on here. But uh, let's wrap up the show. Uh, we ended it here with Anth time. Thank you guys for listening. This was double overtime. I'm David. That was Tyler. Anthony, thank you for coming on. Thanks, guys. This was fun. All right, guys. Take care.